Well, the new year is upon us, and many of you are just beginning your homeschool journey. And to that, I say, well done. Here is my special New Year's gift for you. Take the time to check out my friends at the Institute for Excellence in Writing. There you will find free writing lessons, support materials, and a complete magalog. Go to IEW.com forward slash Heidi for more information. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Wednesday, January the 12th. And today we're going to take a look at the headlines and I'm going to bring up to speed on some very concerning and important developments that are happening in Washington state. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for uh, for taking some time out and spending a little bit of your day with me. I really appreciate uh, that you're listening, appreciate hearing from you. There are a lot of things that are happening in the news, and I'm going to touch on some of them today as it's Wednesday. Tomorrow, my friend Rick Green from Patriot Academy is going to be coming on the show with me today. We're going to be unpacking some of this stuff, but there's really something important happening in Washington state right now that I think you need to be aware of. I've talked about this on Facebook Live a couple of times, just trying to raise awareness about a situation that is, I think I would call it at this point, life-threatening in Washington state today. And as many of you guys are hearing this for the for uh, you know, the first time this morning, the Washington State Board of Health, the BOH is meeting. And uh, I want you guys to be aware of what's happening in Washington because what they're trying to do here is mandate the Rona shot for school children in Washington state. And there's a lot of information out on the internet, but I want to let you know a few things that I have learned. And I'm hoping that And I'll link back to it because if you're hearing this first thing in the morning, you can actually sit in on this meeting. And I hope that you will, because there needs to be greater public accountability for uh, these lawmakers who have really turned into tyrannical, dictatorial leaders. And we are having a crisis of leadership here in the state of Washington, a crisis of leadership around the nation, obviously under the tyrannical leadership of uh, Joe Biden. The He is sort of president ish. Clearly, you know, I was hearing him and we can talk about this in a minute, but I heard him in a a news uh, briefing trying to console the people in Colorado whose homes had burned to the ground. And the best that he could do was say, hey, we're going to build back better. We're going to put windmills here and you guys can have renewable energy and trying to make them sound like the fact that they lost their houses was a good thing. Uh, The country's on its head. And the reason it's on its head is because we have bad people in leadership. And that's the bottom line, bad people in leadership. And so I want to just, I'm going to go through what's happening today in the state of Washington with the Board of Health. Somebody asked me the other day, did did I believe that there are there quarantine and detainment camps in Washington state? And the answer is yes. Yes, there are. I've seen them with my own two eyes. This is not a conspiracy. This is not, you know, ringing the alarm and and me, you know, trying to get everybody to freak out. I'm trying to get you guys to wake up and I hope that you'll share this podcast far and wide. So what I want to do is just take you, I'm going to link back to in the show notes today uh, and you can see some of these, these places for yourself. I just think it's terrifying, right? So isolation and quarantine facilities 
all over Washington state. You can see updated on January 4th, which I'll link back to from kingcounty.gov. And it says, and I quote, as the highly infectious Omicron variant spreads at a rapid rate across the state and cases in King County triple from the highest peak seen even previously in the pandemic, we expect a continued upward trend in January. So then they talk about isolation and quarantine and what the difference is. And then they have um, facilities. And so they show you where they, we, you can go to Kent, Washington. Uh, there's places that you can donate to. They're showing you what looks like, what a quarantine center looks like. Uh, we're doing this for a virus with a 99.9% survival. All I'm saying is these are like things that make you go, hmm, this is so interesting. So lawmakers in Washington state have proposed basically uh, more more policies and they're more invasive than the ones that we currently have on the books, which our current legislature, thank you very little, have given to us. And the new legislature that is coming in now uh, and the new legislation that's being proposed would affect really hundreds of thousands of citizens here in Washington state. So in Washington state, we have something called um, RCWs and WACs or WACs. And RCWs are basically collections of statutes that are written by Washington state legislators. And uh, each statute is written and then amended and approved by the legislature and then signed into law by the governor. So the RCWs become the law. The WAC, the Washington Administrative Code, are rules that provide interpretative support for those covered by RCWs. And they can, in fact, carry the full force of law. So a WAC could get much more specific about the details about whatever they are applied to. And usually these WACs or these rules are made after public comment, after meetings. uh, And generally, it's thought that the public should solicit feedback uh, within a time frame that generally is not limited by the legislative session. So the other thing to, that's important to know about WACs is that they're not permitted to contradict RCWs in terms of content or interpretation. And if you want to change it, this is known as rulemaking. And this is what we see happening with the Board of Health right now. Rules are created through a process that involves public hearings and meetings. And that's what we're asking you guys to participate in today. The public is invited to provide input to changes to a WAC, either by attending, unfortunately, in, in the age of Rona, uh, Zooming in or writing the commission. So again, when the legislature passes a law, it becomes known what's it becomes known as an RCW, our revised code of Washington. And what's happening right now with the Board of Health is not law. The Board of Health has been given the ability to make rules, and this ability is called the Washington Administrative Code. Now we're back to the WAC. I know it's a little bit confusing, but that's how we do it in the Wackadoo state of Washington. So what the Board of Health is doing right now is they have invited an advisory committee to come to their board meeting and advise them as to whether or not they should adjust their rule as a WAC to allow for greater detainment uh, and the scope of how they are handling COVID. Remember, it's not law, but it could potentially have the force of law. And it's important to remember, you know, wax are written all the time and then they're challenged in court and sometimes they're stricken because they're not legal. So we don't know where this is going to end. And the the Board of Health, while it doesn't have the ability to, to write a law and why people are so concerned and angry is that thanks to Governor Inslee and his ridiculous emergency mandates, the legislature has been pushed to the side and this is forcing 
the governor forcing his, uh, through his agencies the ability for them to be able to corral rules that have the effect of law. And a lot of people are scared by this, and justifiably so. We've seen this in the past. We've seen this in other countries uh, around the world. This natural progression, if it's allowed to go this way, could be devastating, sidestepping the normal process, which is to go through the legislature in the name of an emergency mandate in the, you know, as we respond to this virus of the 99.9% survival rate. So we're really, why everyone who's listening to this should be concerned is that Washington state is really a proving ground for the rest of the nation. And what we have seen happen here in the last week is this incredible, overwhelming outpouring of response from the citizens to say, no, not in our state. So this is where this uh, educated citizenry and you guys getting involved makes all the difference in the world because the state board of health is now responding to this, right? They are saying that they would take advice on it uh, and they would allow for public comment. And according to the state board of health, now they've gotten tens of thousands of pages of public outcry saying, no, 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 do not pass these wax, do not pass these Washington administrative codes, these rules. And so it's very important at this time for us to keep the pressure on them. The Board of Health is now saying, no, there's nothing to see here. We didn't actually mean it. We're, we're, just, we're just kidding around. You guys are overreacting. And uh, of course, a lot of us have read this and we're like, no, we're not overreacting because for the last two years, you, you we've been watching you absolutely use your power with these emergency orders in a tyrannical and unconstitutional way. So basically, this is a game of words here, very cavalier game of words. And we caught them. And now they're going to walk it back. They're saying, we're not forcing people to be rounded up. But what they are doing is they are, in fact, setting the stage so that when the legislature comes back, which it just did, and starts to pass laws uh, around how do we deal with COVID, which is essentially how are we going to fund all the things we want to do with COVID, they want to create rules that would allow them to take that funding then and try to enforce these whacks. And so they're setting the stage. And people are right to be angry about it, right? We're on to them now. We know the game they're playing. Uh, one of these is just a step along the way. And every step that we take toward uh, freedom for the citizens of Washington and for the American people is one step closer to a tyrannical government. And we can never let this happen here, right? This is the attitude of a, of a concerned citizen. Read. There's a couple of different ways we can look at this. We can say, oh, that's never going to happen here. You know, conspiracy. You guys need to stop talking like that. And instead use the attitude, no, I'm not going to let this happen here. I'm never going to allow this to happen here. So I'm going to give you guys, um, I'm going to read to you actually from the whack from these rules that are already in place here in Washington state. And you can see how devastating the, um, the impact of adding COVID-19 to them would be. So uh, there's a lot of information. Take a lot of notes. Here we go. Do you want the best night's sleep you've ever had in your life? Well, after years of trying almost every brand out there, Jay and I switched to the MyPillow mattress, and we are so glad that we did. The MyPillow mattress is a medium-firm memory foam mattress that offers excellent support and above-average pressure relief and responsiveness. It works well for all sleeping positions and is excellent for anyone suffering from back pain. The MyPillow mattress is made right here in the United States and has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and FedEx will deliver it right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. You guys, check it out. See it for yourself for a 60-day trial period. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square or call 1-800- 
847-0541 and use promo code Heidi. My pillow is made in the USA again, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. So you know it's going to last and it has a 60-day money-back guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of this special offer. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, or call 1-800-447-0541. So it's very interesting uh, what we're ha- what's happening. So today... January 12th from 9.30 to 3.30, the Washington State Board of Health is going to discuss applying current infectious disease codes, a Washington State law that's already in place. Now they want it to include COVID-19 for all Washington State residents. So we are, I am completely against any of this stuff. Uh, get your hands out of my medical care. Uh, I don't. I don't like your shot. I don't like your your proposed more laws. Uh, these, which really do fit under the the word that they go by, which is whack. Right. It's very important, you guys, for the general public to acknowledge U.S. citizens should always have the right to make their own decision. And this is just a continuance of the overreach of the of the policies in Washington. It's a scare tactic. So I'm going to link back to this stuff in the show notes today. But again, today from 930 in the morning to 330 in the afternoon, the Washington State Board of Health is going to discuss applying current infectious disease codes to include uh, COVID-19 for all Washington state residents. Uh, this this is, um, is terrifying. I don't know of another word for it. So I got on Facebook Live the other day and I was explaining to everybody uh, why it's so important that you are aware because there is misinformation out there. But I'm telling you, the Board of Health, Governor Inslee, the criminals that are, uh, that are uh, running Washington State, very much like the criminal Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch Covidians, they are using this stuff to to this so-called emergency, which really we've crossed over, I believe, uh, based on the science that I'm hearing into more of an endemic phase, no longer even in a pandemic. And yet here we are going into year number three of this continual state of emergency. So there's an item on this um, on the agenda and it comes from Informed Choice Washington and it's a good idea. And what they're asking for is to have a new rule that would prohibit the Board of Health from requiring school attendance uh, for any EUA product. And we talked about this a little bit the other day when I was answering your questions, the EUA being the Emergency Youth Authorization uh, and these authorized products or licensed products that basically have not completed phase three clinical trials. And that's what's happening right now. And so I'm going to link back to the agenda. You guys can see their Board of Health agenda. There's a link there for you to get online and register. The American people need to be aware of what is happening here. Uh, just stop what you're doing and and go ahead and uh, and check this out. And, and like I said, I am in favor of this organization, Informed Choice Washington, that is trying to get uh, the Board of Health to put a rule in place that says, no, you can't give our children, you can't require a vaccine that hasn't gone through uh, phase three of clinical trials. So this is, and this is important. The, 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 uh, let me quote to you from the FDA. The FDA believes that the terms and conditions of an emergency use, use authorization issued under Section 564 preempt state or local law 
both legislative requirements and common law duties that impose different or additional requirements on the medical product for which the EUA was issued in the context of the emergency declared under Section 564. Uh, They said phase three trials of the COVID-19 vaccines are not yet completed. The estimated completion date is May 5th, 2026. Are you guys listening? The estimated completion date of these trials, is it any wonder that the VAERS uh, vaccine injury reporting website is blowing up? And now they want to say, we want to force your children to get this vaccine. And parents are being coerced into it. They're being propagandized by the state and by the CDC and by anyone who wants to inject their child with the shot. And it is, in my opinion, it is criminal what is happening to our children. Number three, the vaccine formulation now being given to U.S. children ages 5 to 11 is not the same formulation used in the clinical trials and not the same formulation that has been administered to other age groups under the EUA. So even when current ongoing clinical trials are complete, the results can't be assumed to be relevant to the safety or effectiveness of the new formulation. Are you guys hearing what's happening? This is crazy. The FDA has admitted that the safety of it is unknown. In fact, FDA advisor Dr. Aaron Rubin admitted, and I quote, we're never going to learn about how safe this vaccine is until we start giving it, or unless, rather, we start giving it. I'm going to link back to all of these things in the show notes today. Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the show notes, and you guys can find these links there. Uh, It's amazing. It's amazing to me that we're we're here in the first place. we know that children are not at risk from SARS-CoV-2 infections. If there are healthy children, and you guys, let's be honest, there are unhealthy children that die from from pneumonia, they could die from the flu, and they could die from COVID. But the the risk for healthy children, normal children uh, under the age of 18 is negligible. Uh, The long-term safety of the current COVID vaccines in children cannot be determined prior to instituting such policies without high-powered, reproducible, long-term safety data. Risks to the long-term health status of our children remain too high to support use in healthy children. Children risk severe adverse reactions from receiving this vaccine. Permanent physical damage to the brain, heart, immune, and reproductive system associated with SARS-CoV-2 spike protein-based genetic vaccines has been demonstrated in children. And finally, uh, healthy, unvaccinated children are critical to achieving herd immunity. Natural immunity is proven to tolerate infection, benefiting community protection, while there is insufficient data to assess whether COVID vaccines assist herd immunity. And for what we're seeing right now, you guys, I would say that they don't. And I don't even know why we're calling them a vaccine, right? It's like, at this point, it's like the flu shot and you're going to have to get it every year if you want to be protected. And, uh, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've told you guys this a hundred times, but Dr. Fauci is sure turning me into one. You know, what's happening in in the state of Washington is, uh, I just, I never thought I would live to see this. I want to read to you for just a moment from the Washington Administrative Code, uh, Washington Administrative Code 246-100-040. And I'm going to link back to this in the show notes today. This is what is in Washington law right now. And you can read it for yourself. Procedures for isolation and quarantine. At his or her sole discretion, a local health officer may issue an emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons to be immediately detained 
for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection 3 of this section or may petition the superior court ex parte for an order to take the person or group of persons to into involuntarily detention involuntary detention for purposes of isolation or quarantine uh you guys this this it's so uh there's so much to read. I can't read the whole thing. Number two, a local health officer may invoke the powers of police officers, sheriffs, constables, and other and all other officers and employees of any political subdivision within the jurisdiction of the health department to enforce immediately orders given to effectuate the purposes of this section in accordance with the provisions of the of the uh, RCW. Three, if a local health officer orders the immediate involuntary detention of a person or group of persons for isolation or quarantine, the emergency detention order shall be for a period not to exceed 10 days. Well, look what's going on right now in Washington. This is, uh, I mean, it's so much. It's like two pages long. I can't even read it, but I want you guys to read this so that you understand what we're going through here in Washington state. And then it would be probably really interesting to note, how's it going in your neck of the woods? Uh, do you have a whack code like we do that is actually stipulating uh, these rules for isolation and quarantine and that you can be removed from your home? And what I am trying to get people to understand, and I recognize that, that you know, you're going to hear lawmakers and go, well, it's not that bad. That's not actually what we mean. And, you know, a state of emergency, blah, 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 blah. I don't believe any of these people anymore. I want these stripped from the books. And the fact of the matter is when you see... Uh, a whack that focuses on quarantine and isolation and it, it is two pages long and it gives you all these different ways that this could or could not happen to you and all the different things that the state can do to weaponize law enforcement against ordinary citizens for the purpose of quarantine and isolation in the name of, if we're willing to do it in the name of the Rona, what's next? What's next? And uh, we should be terrified by this. And people say, oh, you're you're overreacting. I don't think so. We've known now, we, we're learning that the government will tell you who's essential and who isn't. That the government's going to tell you that you've got to put a shot in your body or lose your job. That the federal government, the wildly out of control Biden administration, is willing to put people's lives at risk to score political points. You're never, I will never believe these people are concerned about my health. These are the same people that would rip a perfectly healthy unborn child from its mother's womb, rip it limb from limb and suck it into a vacuum cleaner and throw it away like it was nothing more than ordinary trash. And yet they want us to believe that they care about our health. Uh, it's, it's shameful. I'm going to link back to another article that was written uh, by Sean Swope out of Lewis County. He's a first term Lewis County commissioner here in Washington state, and he's concerned. He says the state should be held responsible for what's happening with the quarantine centers, uh, particularly in Lewis County, where he is uh, he is on, on the board of commissioners there. We've got huge issues around the country, and no place can they be seen better than in Washington state. There are job openings right now for isolation and quarantine team consultants. Originally, they took it down, but originally... They called them strike teams. <laughs> then people complain, "Oh my goodness, you you called it a you you called that a strike team," and people didn't like it, and so they they changed it, and then they softened the the language in this job opportunity, right? So when you go to read 
the job application, it says things like this. The isolation quarantine section works to decompress hospitals by supporting local and state isolation and quarantine. Uh, alternative care facilities and patient transport by partnering with local governments, tribes, cities, and counties uh, in the event of an emergency. People who test positive for COVID-19 or who are exposed to someone who tests positive are asked to isolate from other people from 10 to 14 days, although we heard recently the CDC has now changed it to five days in order to reduce the risk of transmitting the virus to other people. And so they they create these isolation and quarantine facilities for individuals who are not Washington residents but are traveling in our state and test positive or who have been exposed to someone who does. And they operate a facility at a motel in Lewis County. I have seen with my own two eyes uh, centers that are being uh, built right now. There's a nurse on staff at these places who check, you know, they call you a guest now. You're not, you're okay, whatever. Uh, they, they check guests' vitals multiple times a day to ensure that the guest whose condition wors- worsens get a timely transport to a medical facility for care. You guys know how I feel about that. Anyway, you can learn more about them. I'm going to link back to all this stuff in the show notes today. Uh, the duty station for this position, by the way, is in Centralia. And the state Uh, At our state isolation and quarantine facility, the facility is staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Staff may work all or any of the three shifts and may work overtime as needed. This is... this is just part of the the job description and what the what the duties are if you're going to you know work at the the quarantine and isolation facilities. Listen, uh, I'm old enough to have studied history, and the silence of the church. Uh, in many cases throughout history where people were tyrannized and removed from their homes for all all manner of reasons uh, was deafening. And it's deafening now. It's deafening now. And so uh, I'm going to just link back to some of these things because I just want you guys to see I'm not actually making this stuff up. This is happening in Washington state. And I promise you it is happening in Oregon. And I promise you it's happening around the country. Look and see what is going on. And unless and until the citizens of the state start engaging and looking at the people that are uh, supposedly, you know, have the best interest of the citizens of this country. Look what's happening in Australia, you guys. Look what's happening in New Zealand. Look what's happening around the country in the name of a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. It's insane. Uh, in Bellingham, the mayor announced a couple of months ago that there's a vaccine mandate for city employees. Uh, these people are just tyrants. Why aren't we talking about herd immunity? Why aren't we talking about natural immunity when you've already had COVID as tens of thousands, if not millions of people have already done it? Uh, And so, I don't know. I mean, I read on my Facebook Live the other day that there was a, a Washington State ferry worker who, after 25 and a half years, was fired from their job for not taking the shot. And the state lied and said that this person quit. And what is the ramification of that? Well, of course, they can't get unemployment. And so I continue to believe, and I've believed this for a long time, and it's one of the reasons why I'm running for Congress, we must have people who care about freedom in positions of authority in this country, because if we don't, we're going to lose our freedom. 
And I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to sit back and let that happen. So uh, that's probably about all that I've got time for today. And it's a lot for you guys to digest. I realize it was a lot for me to be talking about today, but this is serious. This is happening today. I want you to go into, if you've got time today, go into the, into the show notes. You can log in probably right now. If it's between 9.30 in the morning and 3.30 in the afternoon Pacific time, you can go to the show notes today and you can log in and you can listen live. I would love to see tens of thousands of people have eyes on the situation and maybe these people will be held to account and maybe they'll stop this ter- this tyrannical uh, overreach into the individual freedoms of the citizens here in Washington state. That's all I got time for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your prayers for the state of Washington and for the United States. And uh, thank you very much, you guys, for your support of this ministry. If you are interested in supporting us financially, we'd be very encouraged if you would take part in that. I will link back to how you can do that in the show notes today. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow with my friend Rick Green at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.